Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I am your co-host, Matt Basta, and I'm here with Doug Coleman, and we're going to talk about some stuff today. So, yeah, man. What's up? Um, just busy with work. Uh, j- you know, <laughs> it's been one of it. Last week was one of those weeks. It was just like every single turn, it was just you know blocked by something or somebody's you know trying to piss in my cornflakes or whatever. It's oh man, bummer. Yeah, it's not the best. Yeah. So, do you have a, a list of of topics for today that you want um... to cover? Well, I do and I don't. <laughs> Once more, I'm like that's becoming a horrible trend here. Um, I uh, here, let me find what I have here. But I I did want to talk about how uh, I did end up beating Monument Valley, and I remember in our last episode we were discussing how we weren't sure if there was going to be any kind of like grand conclusion. Well, I'm not. There's no like big grand conclusion. The story doesn't really go pretty much anywhere but the ending is a, it's a nice cute little ending and it's totally worth all the this puzzle solving and i also picked up the the expansion uh the forgotten shores and there's uh, eight additional levels there and it's those are really uh challenging and it's really fun if you enjoyed the game i'd highly recommend uh getting that and that also had a really uh satisfying ending because uh you end up using the little totem and everything and it's it's overall the puzzles get a little more challenging and it was it was just a wonderful experience so that was cool yeah i i did the same thing um in fact i think it was immediately after we stopped recording i i picked up my phone and i i played through the rest of the the game and i downloaded the dlc i'll tell you nice i forget which level it was but i was seriously scratching my head for like a solid 15 minutes trying to figure one of them out. yeah it, it gets you man i mean there's certain ones that definitely i feel like luckily i don't know i have a lot of experience with certain puzzle games like um the portal series and stuff i really love those kind of challenging games and for me i was able to get through the levels like pretty uh, at a at decent pace but i definitely have to agree there are certain ones where it's just like how in the hell am i gonna make this line up so my character can even achieve what i'm trying to achieve it, oh yeah it, the yeah, just really impressive uh, game. One thing that I also really liked about the the DLC is that it was much more cinematic. They sort of went oh, through sure. sort of like uh, not necessarily cutscenes, but there was a, a bunch of levels where it was it was more storytelling than anything. And I I tend to appreciate that a lot in a, in a game when they take the time to sort of put in those little bits and pieces. Because from a technical standpoint, you know, it's easy to just say this is the world, these are the physics, go right yeah and it takes a lot more effort to say all right kind of pause the game play through something whether that be sort of a, a pre-recorded video sort of cutscene, or whether it be uh actually manipulating things in the world and and sort of putting the player into a scenario that they have to solve and they really did that in a, a really nice way absolutely it was definitely um I feel like the developers or like the team matured in the sense of like what they provided with the DLC. So it just makes me excited for whatever they're uh, going to work on next. So yeah, very, very, very cool. And um, I mentioned that I was playing goddess last time. Oh, I oh, I'm hooked now. That game is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to add you because it has the, the thing where you, when you add Facebook friends, it, it like sort of links up your worlds in, in a way. Um, oh, neat! I, I didn't even. I don't think I'm that far yet, but when I am, um, I'll definitely do that. So one of the, <laughs> I don't know if this is a bug or whether 
I just sort of got lucky. But the main antagonists in Goddess are sort of these tribal people called the Astari. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and basically like they look like these little sort of jungle men with like these big tiki masks on, and and basically every day they sort of show up and you have to scare them off, and um, <laughs> you can you can sort of visit their little world by sort of scrolling off to their area, uh, and they've got this little place set up and. It's visible in the sense that sort of the, there's fog of war, so to speak. Obviously, there's no war, but you, you can only see within a certain radius and everything else is sort of grayed out, except the oh, Astari sure. area. And you can't modify it. You can't do anything to the terrain. Um, but what I found uh, in playing, eventually you get a god power that lets you put down swamps. And a swamp makes people around it very unhappy and it can do not necessarily damage, but it it's very negative. Sure. And you can totally do it to the Astari. <laughs> right? Oh, nice. That so sounds I just like went a up there strategy. and I was like, oh, swamp, 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 right? And I cover the whole thing in a swamp. <laughs> swamp, 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 right? Swamp, 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 right? Swamp, 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 right? And I cover the whole thing in a swamp. And so that was like a, a big thing. So they have like this little temple and the, um, periodically they'll all go and sort of worship at the temple and it brings up their happiness and it brings down your happiness. And if your happiness falls below their happiness, some of your followers go, will go and join them. Um, and so I put all this swamp right around their temple. So while they're celebrating, they're all getting like ill and <laughs> falling over. And um, nice. so that was sort of, I was like, all right, I don't know if that's cheating or whatever, but then it, <laughs> a little further along in the game, you get the ability to launch meteors. <laughs> Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was a little bit sort of pressed for belief, which is sort of the currency system in the game. And I had roughly 10,000 belief, and it costs like 6,000 belief to fire a meteor. And so I'm saying to myself, do I want to spend, you know, like 60% of what I've got on firing a meteor at the Astari? And I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. Absolutely. So I went up there, and I fired this meteor, right? Big explosion, sound effects, visual effects, everything. And then it starts like this little fire on their building, right? What? <laughs> it's just this little fire. And, you know, there's like <laughs> one guy and he's like, ah, you know, he's like screaming. And so I kind of forgot about it. And so I'm playing the rest of the game, collecting belief, doing a little bit of sculpting of the terrain and everything. And so I go back up to check on them. And all of the Astari have come out of their building. All of the buildings are on fire. All of the trees around the buildings are on fire. Oh, shit. And every single one of the Astari are on fire. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, so they're all screaming and burning and this whole... Pl- and I'm like, oh, my God, what have I done, right? And no, all of a sudden, it's just like, game over, you win. <laughs> <laughs> well, so obviously, like, their happiness is just in the toilet, right? It's gone from, like, 75% roughly to, like, basically zero. <laughs> and... I'm like, oh no, and no, like nothing is happening. I'm just kind of standing there watching it, and nothing's going on. So I shut off my phone, and I turn it back on a little while later, and I go back up there, and all the trees are just cinders, and what? there's nobody around. <laughs> right? That's crazy. And so, and oh, wait, and this is the result of a single meteor. A single meteor, right? Six thousand <laughs> belief, right? Their happiness is basically zero, and eventually I see one lone astari come out of 
the the sort of main building just no longer on fire and he's just sort of like going around and it by sheer coincidence their celebration time starts right so this one guy comes out of the building goes up to the <laughs> temple that they sort of dance around and worship their false idol at <laughs> one guy and <laughs> As luck would have it, he walks right into the swamp. <laughs> oh my god! You gotta be kidding! So, this guy just can't. Yeah, win. and like the, <laughs> he's the only one left, and and he sort of falls over. And I guess the their their happiness at that point just hit bottomed out, hit zero, and it it pops up and says like, "Oh, the Astari have joined your people, and they worship you now." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> What? So, oh wow! Yeah, basically, like the only antagonist in the game has been put under my control. <laughs> that is, that's cool, man. I wonder if yeah. that's like a regular thing people are supposed to accomplish. But I think the way you went about that was super interesting and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it, I, I'm sort of assuming that it's not really intended because obviously, sure. like you can't modify the terrain around them or anything, but. They let me do it, so... <laughs> that's super, that's just, that's yeah. what's up. Now, the the other sort of half of it is that eventually you sort of make your way around and you, you can sort of unlock the, the areas around and, and eventually get up to the Astari. Um, I sort of got there separately, but um, theirs is sort of the second to last area that you unlock before you unlock sort of the final piece and that's the arc and it takes a lot of resources and okay i haven't i haven't finished that yet but it's nice. sort of on my my to-do list yeah keep me posted with this stuff because it's I, that game is really fun and i definitely uh implore our listeners to check it out if you have a uh apple or android device that can handle that kind of game yeah and i believe it's also available on steam though i'm not sure oh. whether uh it's available to people that didn't back the kickstarter so um, okay it may be for sale i i honestly haven't checked on it. i backed the kickstarter ages ago and i had access to it gosh i guess it was like last year um but i i don't know whether it's it's sort of come out for everybody else so um, if if okay. it is, by all means, pick it up. It 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 is a, a blast. There are some balancing issues that they do need to address, and um, there are certainly bugs, but uh, it 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 is it is a lot of fun for for what it's worth. I agree totally. Um, you signed up the almost better than silence, uh, cast so to speak for Slack. We actually use Slack at work. Um. At, at box and slack does a pretty darn good job i actually have a, a bit of a, a story about slack so slack was founded um i guess the company is uh, uh or was previously known as tiny spec and so tiny spec originally built uh uh flicker uh it wasn't known as tiny spec back then but the guys that built tiny spec built flicker and then yahoo kind of came along and they left, and they started a new company. They started Tiny Spec, and they built a video game called Glitch. Um, so this is, I'm, okay. I'm just rambling. I, I, <laughs> I'm the no. worst at telling stories. Um, so they built this game called Glitch, and I was one of the first, like, 200 people to play it as an alpha tester. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah, and, and this was back, uh, gosh, I got my junior year of college. So this is roughly 2010 
Yeah, I was just going to say, okay. And I was so addicted to this game. Glitch was quite possibly one of the single best games I've ever played. It was uh, a 2D platformer MMO. And it sort of had some of the aspects of what you'd see in a game like Animal Crossing. Uh, but obviously it's a platformer, so there's a lot of jumping around and there's some jumping puzzles. Uh, different things like quests. I don't know if you were a, a Neopets fan when you were a kid, but it has some of the sort of RPG-ish aspects uh, of, of Neopets. So there were like games and little things you can do and quests and you have to go here and, you know, do something or pick up some item or collect some certain things and then you could do stuff with that and craft and you could buy a home and uh, it, it was extremely immersive and the art for it was phenomenal. Um, unfortunately, the game never became uh, profitable. So that was kind of disappointing. Um, it was, I'm looking here now, it was online from 2009 to 2012 um i'm actually really sad because my name was all over that from like leaderboards and you know achievements and sort of like not necessarily monuments but they'd they'd put like names on the streets like who helped create this street right yeah sure yeah that's all i mean i would be proud if i were involved with that so oh yeah yeah it's such a cool game and and some of the technical things that they did under the hood that they would talked about they'd given some presentations and they were so far ahead of their time uh, in so many ways, but um, yeah. What what possibly could have led to the downfall of this? Um, part of it was that they they couldn't make it profitable. It was a very expensive game to develop and run. Uh, they had a lot of really big talent, and I think that contributed to the the development cost being high. Um. I think they built on a platform before it was really ready. They built most of the stuff in JavaScript. And okay. uh, at the time, 2009, Node.js wasn't really a huge thing. And so they built it on the JVM, uh, effectively Java. And so I don't think sort of the performance characteristics were up to what they really needed out of it. Uh, if they did it over, I would imagine that they'd probably have done it in, in Node.js. Um, the other thing, it was Flash, which... Also, you know, 2009 really starting to go out of style. Yeah. But the art for it was phenomenal. It looked so good. Um, the the music for it, the sound effects, uh, some of the sort of overarching plot ideas were, were just really, really well thought out. Um, you can check a lot of it out at glitchthegame.com. Uh, okay. They have all of the old forums. They have a bunch of downloads. You can download some of the music. And, and just like going through it, you can really tell that they put in the effort. Um, and there's there's also a bunch of screenshots. They actually had like an in-game camera that you could use, and it would produce like a screenshot. Uh, through oh, that's I love when games uh, implement something like that. Yeah, it, it's really, really cool. Such an incredible game. Really sad that it's gone, but the, basically the team went and built uh, the, this application called Slack, uh, and it's it's web based, but there are desktop clients available, um, and uh, we we just started using it. I use it at work. Uh, my team uses it. I know our 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 product team, our design team, uh, all use Slack. Uh, 
it's really really slick and and they've added a lot of just nice details so you can do like emoji and you can write chat bots and you can do all sorts of stuff like that um and you know it's it's really good quality they just raised 120 million dollars um in a uh yeah <laughs> uh they they had a round of of fundraising um led by google ventures and okay. um Wow, it is just really good. If you go to their homepage, uh, I think it's just slack.com, S-L-A-C-K. Uh, they actually have, and I, yeah, they still have a, there's a video by the Sandwich Video guys. Um, really funny. Uh, Sandwich Video does most of the sort of startup videos uh, for the, the Bay Area. And sure. um, they really did a, a good one for Slack. Um but yeah, I'll have to check that out. It's really fun. Um, it's super easy to sort of communicate if you've got a, a team uh, or even multiple teams. There's there's some nice uh, sort of collaboration features for switching between different Slack groups. So yeah, something yeah, to check out if you do that kind of stuff for for work. Yeah, I definitely um, signing up today was really quick and easy, so I can definitely attest to that. And use just the the app and uh, website in general are really slick and I I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, a joy to use. <laughs> and in fact, I'm, I'm looking here. I think there is, there's a, a list of integrations that they do, um, which we could probably take advantage of, but it, it ties into stuff like uh, Google Hangouts. It ties into, Dropbox, which you shouldn't use, you should use Box instead. Uh, <laughs> it, it'll I like tie, that advice. <laughs> um, it'll tie into Ift. It'll tie into the, the the page is you know twice as long as my my browser, so um, lots of stuff to it'll tie into Yo, um, of course, <laughs> because why wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, wow, nice. That's that's always nice one to hear that something can be integrated like that. Yeah, yeah, something something to check out. Yeah, I'm glad you showed me, and it's definitely I'm gonna use it regularly for uh, communications uh, between the hosts for the show. So that should be great. I love it. And even, I guess, like you can use a hashtag or something as like a way to group your conversation or something. Yeah, and... so it's, it's sort of like IRC in the sense that each channel is represented with a, a hash. Okay, and yeah, I was gonna say I would like to maybe make. <laughs> a hash that would just be specific for um, the game we're working on. So then that way, if we post in there, we can all just go search by that and it'll be real quick and easy. I just, I just created a hash game. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, one game that I have on my GitHub profile uh, is called um, Spice Cadets. And okay. I never really finished it. It was sort of an air, an airplane project. Um, which is code for I worked on it while I was on an airplane. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> and so there's basic terrain. There's very, very, very primitive uh, sort of 3D physics. Um, I started integrating, oh, what the, what's the name of it? It's the sort of 3D version of Box 2D. Um, it, it has like Rocket in its name, and I, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um but it's based on uh, the 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 rendering engine is based on LWJGL, which is what Minecraft uses, and 
I got it to the point where like you can recognize your character and other characters, but it's vi- it's very much like a a low polygon game. <laughs> so yeah. uh like anything with like very detailed 3D modeled uh meshes and textures, I would have to do some some sort of after school learning. <laughs> yeah, well that's that's the thing. I feel like I have a decent understanding of te- uh texture mapping and 3D models and stuff in Blender and I I really wouldn't mind using Blender and then taking those uh those objects that we make in there and then porting them to Unity, but I'm just interested in uh we'd have to get a little more familiar with Unity if that's the way we go, but cause th- I just feel like that might just like save us some time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd also have to read up on unity. I've never used unity before. I mean, all I know is, um, I only looked into it very briefly, maybe like half a year ago. And it's just cause I got so busy with work and stuff. But, um, when I did look into it within like maybe 15 minutes to a half hour, I was able to just like, have a working level with like mountain ranges in the distance and I could just walk around and stuff. And I was like, this is crazy. So uh, that's just like very basic kind of stuff. So just to make the full 3d game experience, I think it wouldn't take that much effort, especially if we got a bunch of us working on it, just jamming every now and then. Yeah. Fair enough. We'll see. It's definitely something uh, to try to, coordinate but it's nothing it's all just talk right now <laughs> fair enough yeah, yeah. no we'll we should definitely do it because I, I try and like do a little bit of anything sort of day to day and one thing that i'm sort of running into now is like all of my little projects have sort of wrapped up and my big projects are burning me out a little bit so really anything <laughs> would be yeah. would just be good you know Mm-hmm. definitely what else has happened lately? I I haven't. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I feel like not too much since our last meeting because we did. It's been a it's been a not too busy week. <laughs> it really has. Um. Yeah. I guess uh, just Christmas on the horizon. Everyone's just focusing on that. So I don't know. I I still have to get my shopping completed, and I have a lot of relatives all over the nation to ship to and stuff. <laughs> So, you are a web developer, yeah? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was just wondering. So, it, on a day-to-day basis, you, I'm assuming you program, you know, a fair bit in, in probably JavaScript. But what do you, what do you do on the back end? Um, back end, it's mainly um, uh, Java. It's just uh, extended edition Java. So okay. I'm doing it. It really depends. So, like, pretty much for my job, we have 30 different systems. Uh, roughly and they are pretty much packages in um they they each are comprised in a package in my integrated development environment so and there's like thousands of files for each there's uh let me think here there's all sorts of like um eao beans the uh data transfer objects um entity beans uh jsp pages uh xml files like there's just like a huge variety of um files that all make the, these systems run Hmm. interesting how do you like java um i don't mind it it's honestly it's fast and it's 
a good go-to language if you ask me. I don't really have any complaints. I know a lot of people are diehard C++ fans, but to me, Java rocks. Yeah, we just don't talk about those C++ people. <laughs> <laughs> Let them live in their own universe. But No, it's interesting because a lot of my, my friends in college, uh, not friends from college, but friends that were in college, yeah, uh, they spend a lot of time writing Java, right? Like their data structures classes, Java, you know, all of their their sort of intro to computer science and things, Java, Java, Java. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I both at DeSales and at Kutztown, I don't think I picked up Java once, except sort of on my own volition. Yeah, and that, that's the thing with DeSales. The uh, the I went in there. Um, as a young, like, uh, high school graduate looking at the place being like, man, these professors seem like they, they know their shit. But, uh, and then as, and then as I, you go to school there and spend all this money, these teachers start falling off the map and or like, they don't turn out to be all as cracked up as they seem to be. And that's the, that's the thing though. Um, over the years though, the, the, the teachers have started leaving or um, getting fired or whatever. So now here's students uh, there today getting a completely different computer science education than you and I received, which is, that's just crazy to think about. Yeah, it, it, it really is, is interesting. Uh, so, you know, obviously you and I uh, are, are both not necessarily the most pleased with our computer science education and probably with good reason because we did go to school and and basically bubblefuck nowhere pennsylvania but yes (laughs) it was like it's no mit but um what do you think about sort of like languages that they they should be teaching in in college today right like so sort of the traditional teaching tool for for computer science in college has been c plus plus and then oftentimes schools will move to java and more recently python but what do you think uh, they should be teaching, right? Like, it is, is PHP or Go or Dart or um, JavaScript or... That's a really good question. Uh, I And I often think about that because I don't... I honestly don't know. I would think there's... I would... Let's look at it this way. I would think, okay, this is college. I'm trying to prepare these kids for the real world. What are, the, like... When you go on, uh, let's say, Indeed or Monster.com and type in programming job, what are some of the first things that come up? You're going to see VB.net. You're going to see C Sharp. You're going to see Java. You're going to see JavaScript. You're going to see all those. So I think, honestly, you should be covering a wide variety of them, but mm-hmm. the ones that are going to be applicable right after um, you graduate. Because... And that way... Because... That's the main thing. Once you're trying to find a job, they all expect you to have uh, experience, like real world experience. And it's like, well, I don't have it yet. But if you're if in college, they pretty much get you prepared to be like, oh, on on the day to day basis, I can handle this VB and I can have my environment set up and be good to go. I mean, that's the stuff you should be focusing, not like let's just cover a chapter out of a textbook and pretty much just like make it so boring that it's it's hard to follow and then the exercises you do yeah they're they're kind of useful and give you a the gist of it but it's not any kind of real world experience by any means yeah it's it's interesting you look at stuff like the i have the tyobe software index online it's basically the the listing of programming languages that are 
most popular. Um, and it, it gives trends in terms of uh, ranking uh, last year and th compared to this year. And the number one programming language, according to them, is C, which no to some way. extent makes sense. I mean, there's a Just lot of C like... programmers out there. There's a lot of C code. Most large applications, Chrome, Firefox, et cetera, it's all C. Um, yeah. Or C++. Uh, number or two is Java, that. which makes sense. Number three, Objective-C, which... Okay. I, I can see, right? A lot of people learning how to make iOS apps. Uh, and in fact, if you look at the graph, uh, Objective-C really takes off right around the time that iOS became a thing. Yeah, and you go down the list, Objective-C, C++, C-sharp, um, PHP, which, for what it's... It just will not die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no, isn't that like the whole Word WordPress uh, scene and everything? Yeah, well, PHP was like a big thing back in, gosh, like 2002, it, it really started to take off. And it sort of hit its peak right around 2007, I'd say. And it's it's been on, on sort of a downward slide ever since. But uh, Facebook is run entirely on PHP. Wikipedia is run entirely on PHP. Box, uh, my employer, is run on PHP. Um, a lot of very large applications written in it. And I don't think there's anybody out there that's worked on any of those projects that thinks that it's a great language. So, okay. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that it just won't go away. And, and part of that is probably just because it's so out there, you know, like everybody runs it, right? Like every server that you could possibly buy has you know, P PHP to some extent on it. Yeah. It's, it literally is everywhere. And, but um, what is like your main complaint with that language uh, specifically? Well, I'll tell you what. It's the the biggest complaint that I have with PHP is that everything is global, right? You define a function, it's in the global scope, it's everywhere, right? You uh, define a variable, it's in the global scope, it's everywhere, and then there's no lexical scope. So if you put a function inside of a function, instead of being like JavaScript or Python or you know any other language that has lexical scope, the function in the function is defined in the global scope when the outer function is run. Okay. And then if if you want to use one of the newfangled PHP 5.4, I think it's 5.4 uh, closures, sort of much more JavaScript-esque uh, closure, you have to uh -huh. explicitly tell it which variables you want to pull from the lexical scope. So you have to list off each variable that you plan on using. So that's a little awkward and, and weird, and there's a lot of issues that people have with some of the naming that they have. So uh, they'll have like array key exists, but then also in underscore array. And so... Oh, yeah, that's uh, very similar. Yeah, and then the worst part is that array key exists, if I'm not mistaken, is needle haystack and in array is haystack needle <laughs> <laughs> okay so you get a lot of that sort of terrible nonsense yeah okay it's i didn't really realize uh any of that was the case with php interesting yeah their, their concept of arrays is they're not really arrays they're they're just hash tables with numeric keys <laughs> yeah so that's that's strange you can you can have an array that has both numeric and non-numeric keys and then iterate over it. <laughs> so it, it it is a frustrating and nuanced language at times. Um, and other times it 
it it is very straightforward um but it, it has its good days and its bad days okay yeah after php comes javascript and then python um and then Man, uh, i really thought javascript would have scored higher but i i guess i'm i'm mistaken <laughs> well they granted uh tayo doesn't do the best job of sort of curating this list uh, javascript okay, it says is on the way up but i would argue that it's probably much more on the way up sure yeah and then below that is vbnet and pearl um pearl 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 yeah pearl, pearl. Good old... <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how that found its way in there um the 90s were, you know, 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> the dream's still alive in Portland, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, some, some of the surprises from this list, and again, it could just be sort of a curation error. It could just be that it's true. Um, visual Basic. Um, and by Visual Basic, they presumably mean six because they also list VBNet. Um which is yeah. much better supported. Um, but Visual Basic is up 2% almost over last year, which is disturbing because why would you be running a piece of software from, God, that's like 2000, right? VB6 yeah. came out in about 2000. Um, and the other one, which even now I'm, I'm amazed by, R. So R is this programming language for doing sort of scientific computation, but it's ridiculously slow. And I, I know they have uh, JIT interpreters for it now, but for the longest time, R was just the slowest thing. And, and people would always make fun of it uh, for being so darn slow. But I didn't even know R was a language. That's crazy. Yeah, it it's mostly used by sort of academia there's a lot of usage around science i'm gonna google who is using r <laughs> companies using r and a quora post who is using the r program language and how do they use it uh many quantitative analysis analysts in finance use r as their main programming tool so okay that's good um good good for them Bank of yeah, America I... is using R. Bing is using R. Hmm. That's interesting. That's great to hear. I'm I'm sure they're just having a, a whale of a time. Yeah, I, I just call classify those people as the R tards. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's mean though. Don't. I know. I'm kidding. Plus, they probably just don't know any better. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was just a bad joke. Oh boy. Yeah, I, it, this is sort of an interesting question. Um. You know, what What should they be teaching in schools these days? And honestly, one thing that I've sort of rediscovered lately is uh, C, like plain old-fashioned C. Uh, of course, that's at the, the top of the charts, but that's only because, you know, ev every single large project out there has some C component somewhere. Hold on one second. There's a weird noise in my apartment. Hold on. Yeah, no worries. Oh, it it's raining very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been like, quite rainy What's here. That hissing noise, and, and I took my <laughs> headphones off, and there's a. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll do it, man. <laughs> so if you hear uh, a whooshing sound in the background, that would be 
um, the ridiculous amount of rain that we're currently receiving. Yep. Wow, it is, uh, it is really coming down outside. Oh, uh, man, I, I don't even think I got a chance to tell you uh, earlier in, like, I don't know, I have to look it up what time of year it was, but uh, we had this insane hailstorm at my work, and let me tell you, I wear headphones every day while I program, and I don't know, I'm either listening to a podcast or some kind of electronic music, and... I over top of everything, I could hear like this bashing, and I was like, "What is going on?" So I, I look around, and all the people in the data entry room are gone. So I'm like, "Where is everyone?" And they're all standing by the window. So I'm like, "Uh, oh, what's going on?" And I come check it out, and it it is like God. It was like as if something from the Goddess game is just like, "Oh, press here to unleash a horrifying hailstorm," because <laughs> it was un fucking believable like it was and i i literally there's pictures to prove it it was golf ball size hail oh my god and that it was pummeling the earth and literally i saw i was literally witnessing windshields being exploded and uh cars just being dented and I, my my own included it was just a massacre so pretty much anybody in that parking lot that day was totally screwed and was definitely calling their insurance company and the the worst part about it is um, I had seen a concert the night before and had taken, uh, the first half of the day off. And I should have, if, if only I had taken the whole day off, I would have actually avoided, uh, the hail damage to my car because my girlfriend was sleeping over at my, at my house at the time. And she said the hail at, um, my house was only maybe pea sized, if, oh, if wow. that. So, and that's with, that's only a 15 minute, uh, driving distance too so it just goes to show the area where i was got it the worst and even um the roofs are damaged of the the roofs of the building are just you could see they're spotted with dents and stuff so even to this day uh they're all they're repairing the roofs on all the buildings in that area it was just a wild uh uh fury of god that's incredible (laughs) yeah Oh, so I thought I'd share that story because that was unreal. I'll uh, look into when that happened and write in the show notes because it was like a weird time of year too. It was like not expected at all. It's just like your average day and then all of a sudden, bam, like your car is destroyed. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, we just had some unusual weather out here in San Francisco. Um, there were uh, many a tweet uh, calling it Stormageddon. Um, <laughs> what were they calling it? Uh, Hella storm, Hella storm was it? <laughs> um, it it was intense. And so the thing about California is that we very rarely get rain, right? We've been in this this massive drought for the longest time, and you know conserving water. And um, I guess about a week ago, we'd gotten alert saying like oh there's gonna be a big storm there's a storm brewing on over the pacific it's coming straight for san francisco and everybody's like yeah right and then wednesday it was supposed to hit and nothing happened and don't you love when that happens yeah well it's like oh where's the storm you know and then (laughs) wednesday night i woke up uh thursday morning and it was pouring like i have never seen rain this bad for so long uh, I think the worst rain I ever saw in my life was when I was a teenager. I was staying sort of late after school, and the whole building sort of started to rumble. <laughs> and oh my gosh! It 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 was from the rain sort of pounding on the steel roof, hearing it, you know, two stories down. Um, and I I went outside, and it it actually set off the fire alarms in the school because 
Uh, there was so much rain that it leaked in through uh, a vent, and it it got into the the sort of smoke detection equipment, and it short circuited it. Um, oh my gosh! But I mean, that was over in like ten minutes. It, it it was huge droplets, like the size of like you know like quarters. And yeah, <laughs> like a flash flood kind of. But yeah, like it, it, I mean, there, but there was no longer. flooding because it was so so brief. And then sure. out here, it was just like that for like. 12 hours <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not 12 hours but it, it, a long enough time that like i was afraid that i would my car was going to be lost in our parking garage you know like flooded yeah it was really like... they actually like canceled work sort of they're like if you can work from home do it if you can't work from home just take the day off <laughs> it's like man, oh, man that's like your equivalent of a snow day that's yeah crazy. it was like a snow day but with water and not ice Yes, exactly, which I would prefer any day. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. It wasn't the best because it, it everything was soggy and there's puddles everywhere. Oh, uh, true. I'll, the worst is that people out here on the West Coast like don't understand that much rain. Like It just doesn't process for them mentally. And so there was a lot of people over in the East Bay that tried driving through underpasses after the rain only to find that the water was actually about five feet deep. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, there, there's pictures of, I think it was from Oakland, of cars and underpasses where, like, the water goes up just below the roof. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's one photo that's been making its way around. It's one of those cars that's been sort of tricked out with the, the hydraulics, <laughs> and it's all the way up, like driving through this really deep water. <laughs> I know, that's Oakland that for out. you. It's incredible. But yeah, San nice. Francisco really got it hard. Um, the Muni stations, which is one of the subway systems, were filling up with water, which is just ridiculous to think like what? how much water. Yeah, they had to like shut down the trains and their sinkholes, and oh, it, man, it's really just... intense. That that makes me think of that uh that that nineties movie uh Daylight man I think I saw that in theaters as like a real little kid. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I can, I'll put that on my Netflix queue. Oh, uh, Daylight! Uh, Daylight! Oh my God, old movie and uh I for I think it's Sylvester Stallone or somebody weird as the anti uh the protagonist and uh pretty much it's like a guy is in a in a tunnel and these people are all trapped in the tunnel and then it starts filling up with water and it's 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 just crazy That's i don't even remember movie. it yeah i saw it in <laughs> theaters and it was probably the last time i saw it and i was probably like i don't even know like seven or eight years old so oh, that was the worst uh, description of that movie but what a crazy memory <laughs> yeah i'll tell you the way people were talking about this storm it was like you ever see the movie uh the day after tomorrow Oh, I knew you were gonna say that, and yeah, I saw I saw that in theaters, and I actually, yeah, that was that was hilarious. I actually, I don't know, I think that movie's just downright funny, but <laughs> yeah, it's, the cold is coming. That's not how thermodynamics work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just nothing about that movie that's just not complete Hollywood bullshit. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, weather out here, and and you guys have been getting a, a lot of snow on the East Coast, from what I understand. Oh, oh my God! I feel like we get 
the best of both worlds when it comes to water. Uh, we get we get flooded and we get uh, tons of snow. But uh, lately, it it's cooled off. I mean, for it being mid December, uh, it's not too bad. But and I don't see anything really on the horizon. I don't think we're getting a white Christmas, which doesn't disappoint me. But hopefully, it doesn't upset any of the listeners. But depending on where you are, it might be a white Christmas. So good for you. <laughs> Well, northeastern Pennsylvania, which is where I'm originally from, uh, I used to be, like, as a kid, very sort of thrilled by a white Christmas, right? Like, you go outside Christmas morning, it's like, oh, look at the snow, and your mom, like, put your jacket on, you know, and you're going outside, <laughs> you know, Christmassy things, and you put the lights on, and everything's beautiful, and I'll tell you what, that time has passed for me, <laughs> right? Like, I... <laughs> I fly 2,900 miles across the country, and the last thing I want is to freeze my butt off. And so I show up in Pennsylvania, like, bundled up, you know, just my eyes peeking out, like, from a Christmas story, can't put my arms down. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, I can imagine. You step off the plane, and I'm already freezing, and the worst thing is driving in the snow, right? Like, I drive all year long on these nice, dry pothole free roads <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it and then i i show up in pennsylvania i'm only in town for like a week and it's like i'm gonna lose a tire i'm slipping yeah. around like <laughs> and then the the worst part it, like i forget how to walk and so i'll get like a, a one-week gym membership for the time that i'm in town right and i'll go to the gym and i'll be like all ready and i get you know all parked in in my dad's truck because that's the only thing that I, I feel comfortable driving when it's all slippery. I open the door, I take one step out, and I fall flat on my ass. <laughs> it, it, hap- it, it happened to me earlier this week, so oh my yeah, God. It, it, it happens. It's unbelievable. Like <laughs> it, it, On the West Coast, you don't have to worry about any of that, right? Like If you ever slip and fall on the West Coast, it's because you're drunk. <laughs> drunk. I was just going to say, you are some kind of a... Uh, or you live in Washington, right? Like, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's the thing. I feel I can't agree with you more. The one thing I learned as I grew, grew up, it's like, yeah, everyone loves snow and yeah, snowboarding and building snowmen and snow angels and blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, it's just, just don't even happen because it's just going to get in the way of me traveling. And that's more important than pretty much any of that crap. So <laughs> yeah, and shoveling the snow, flight delays. Oh. I just, I just feel like I, I even just had a status a few weeks ago. Like I just shoveled the heaviest snow of my life because it was literally just like you'd, you'd push the shovel in and then everything at the end of the shovel would just be turned into like a giant block of ice. And it was just like, you'd just break your back. And, and that, I think even at the time our snowblower couldn't even handle it. It was too heavy. So yeah. So that one you just have to do by hand. And that was really, yeah, just a lot of. A lot of grinding. Weather, I'll tell you. So my parents, my parents have yet to come visit me in California. I bust their chops about it all the time because when I was in, <laughs> when I was in uh, high school, my parents were like, oh, you're not going to move out to the West Coast. Like, oh, it's not going to happen. And then I did, right? And so yep. as I was sort of going through college, my parents became more and more comfortable with the idea. You know, I'd gone on a bunch of internships. I sort of proved to them that I was capable of living on my own without them being around and it was always like oh yeah we'll come out and visit you and we'll help you unpack we'll help you move in i graduated moved out here within a month 
I say to my parents, oh, I'm all moved in. When are you guys coming to visit me? And they're like, oh, well, you know, we're going to come and visit you after you're, uh, you know, settled down. You know, what, what, once you've been acclimated. <laughs> and I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> hey, I know what that means. It means when we're ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, part of it, I think, is my dad is afraid to fly, <laughs> but he won't admit it. Oh, okay. Um, and See- so... I was like, all right, well, you know, when? They're like, oh, well, let's think about next summer. I'm like, all right. So I moved out here, like, June. Like, next June. So next summer rolls around. I was like, oh, so you guys going to finally, you know, I'm I'm, I'm settled in. I'm acclimated. And they're like, oh, well, you know, once your brother graduates college. I was like, that's not until, like, 2014, 2015. <laughs> they're like, well, you know, it's we don't want to leave them here on the East Coast. Damn you. So they have yet to sort of experience a, a West Coast winter where it's just sort of moist and warm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it, for them, it's going to be like they're going to come out here and they'll be like, wow. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be that'll be a nice uh, surprise for them. <laughs> yeah, it, th- they have like no idea. And I told them as like San Francisco is not it's not warm. Like, you don't go to San Francisco in, like, short sleeves and shorts unless it's, like, the middle of the summer, right? If you go to San Francisco in August, you can expect to be wearing at least a hoodie, right? A hoodie and jeans. Okay. And they're like, no, it's not that bad. You're just getting too used to the West Coast. And I was like, I don't think you understand. It's, like, 50 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fact. Every Everybody, like, saw the, the intro to Full House, and they're like, that looks like a wonderfully warm place to live. <laughs> <laughs> Our dreams are, are shattered. Yeah, Full House ruined uh, the entire city of San Francisco for millions of people. <laughs> And in actual fact, like there's like the sort of street vendors and and uh, souvenir shop owners, and they all sell hoodies. And it's only because of all the tourists that showed up unprepared for the weather. So that that's a good business move. In definitely, definitely was. I I don't know why I'm talking about the weather so much. You can cut all this out. Yeah, well, I'll figure out what's worthwhile. There's so much I even, I just feel like I haven't contributed much at all tonight. It's not my fault. <laughs> oh, boy. Let me, I need to look at my phone and see if there's anything new that I've been playing. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't really downloaded anything new. One thing I've been looking to really get back into, uh, one of two things. I've, I've been meaning to play more Minecraft, and... I haven't played in forever. I, I watch a lot of people on, on YouTube play Minecraft, but for me, playing it, it, it it's a real investment, right? Because you get stuck in with building something or, you know, you want to, like, get to the end and get, you know, resources or whatever. you got to put a lot of time and effort into sort of getting through it. And I, I miss a lot of it, but part of the problem is that playing in single player is, isn't, sort of the most fun thing if you've already played through it a few times um okay i i'd much prefer you know being on a multiplayer server and uh i used to have a server in fact i canceled it very recently uh i think like two months ago just because i you know i was paying 30 bucks every couple months for it and um i just wasn't playing you know so I've been meaning to get back into Minecraft, but one thing I've been watching a lot of is people playing modded Minecraft. 
And so there's a lot of mods that add things like machines and sort of different ways of doing things. And one thing that I've really been looking for, and I've been actively investing time in, in sort of finding something like this, is sort of a modded vanilla Minecraft. And so it, it sort of keeps the, the theme of the original game sort of like very limited technology and um, very sort of realistic concepts um, without going too far into the sort of cheaty, you know, just put in resources and it pops out a thing, you know? Um, yeah. So I've been looking for something like that, and I don't know what happened to all of these mods, but they seem to sort of disappeared, uh, which I'm really disappointed about. There used to be a, a mod pack called uh, Peaceful Pack that added a lot of fun stuff. Um, there were a bunch of mods that added different types of animals and sort of little contraptions that you could build that weren't too far off of the original Minecraft. It just sort of added some extra functionality. Um, I've been having a real hard time finding something like that. And most of the things that I find are, you know, build crazy incredible machines with electricity and oil and, you know, coal production and, you know, automated rail stuff. And that's just tiring. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever, like, gone down the road of playing one of those games, but um, I actually did a, I think it was like a 20-part series, like an, an LP of minecraft tech it which was uh okay yeah it's a modded minecraft and oh nice yeah it was a lot of fun but you know you go down a lot of rabbit holes with that where you know you you build a pulverizer so you can double your ores and then you need to build a quarry and then there's equivalent exchange so you put like all sorts of stone into a chest and it turns it into diamonds but then you want more diamonds so you have to get another quarry and you have to move your quarries and also you know you there's these huge sorts of crafting trees that you you go through you're collecting resources and building stuff and after like a a couple weeks of that you're just ready to like pass out you know you you load up the game you're like hey guys welcome to episode 45 <laughs> <laughs> last yeah, time we made I can a chainsaw <laughs> So I I don't know I'm I'm looking for something new if if any of the listeners have sort of peaceful pack recommendations for Minecraft I'm happy to hear them um, I'd love to play something with sort of the the more biomes extra biomes uh, additions along with sort of very non magic non tech sorts of things. Um, the, just to sort of spice it up a little bit and, and add a little bit of variety. Um, so anybody has any ideas, definitely let me know. Uh, we'll give you a shout-out. We'll um, yeah. report back on, leave, on how it goes. Yeah, definitely leave it in the comments if you uh, know of something along those lines. Let, let's, let's wrap this episode up then, and, and, and we'll, we'll call it a night. All right, sounds good to me, man. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. It's been a great episode of us rambling and talking about the weather. <laughs> if you, if yeah. you include that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Bye.